We are I. All right, so instead of five, five thirty. 4 30 6 o'clock in the morning it's actually 11 o'clock at night i've been thinking about this for the last few days because i actually don't even know how to even enter this topic that's been going on in this course and the topic is permission so tonight we have permission and we have compassion to be able to talk about so to start off my my page labeled as permission is blank I have a few of these pages in this binder, but I thought permission is a really interesting one to be able to leave blank. Then I flipped the page to compassion and it's filled with words. Just like if I flip back a page to forgiveness and it's even filled even more with words. So permission started off as, you know, it usually does. We go through this topic and this conversation and we listen or we read the, the words and then we watch the video and then we start to talk about it. And the first thing that I say is there's some of these topics that I just don't connect with. I really don't feel like I need permission to be able to do things in my life. I feel like I have a really good handle over my life. Like if I want to be able to do something or if I want to be able to say something, I have enough courage to be able to say it. You know, but then I was challenged with the concept of, do you really know what permission means? And then the one thing I really realized through this whole course is I actually don't know what a lot of these words mean. Or alternatively, there's more than one way to be able to look at anything in life. So it just so happened after I was challenged with this concept of what permission actually means is I was going through a pretty tough moment with somebody in my life rather to make the decision to be able to exclude them from my life so I could gain back what I need to be able to live my own. And I realized at that moment that preceding this course, I might have stayed in it. I might have stewed in it. I might have said, I know I would have said to myself that I actually need to do this. This will make me a better person. But now because of this course, I realized it's the opposite way of thinking. If I exit, exit this situation, it'll make me a better person. I've given myself permission to set a healthy boundary so that I could be happy. Because sacrificing what I believe in, sacrificing who I am, that's not the noble cause. The noble cause is sticking up for myself. The noble cause is believing in me. The noble cause is just being true to myself. 
So this is where I look back at permission and say, hmm, I thought it was strong. Permission just equaled strength to me. I, I can stick up for myself. But then I realized, hmm, I actually might not be doing that. And this is the benefit of doing a course like this with somebody that you love, that you trust, and that creates this safe space. You know, and this friend of mine, this gentleman, he's like one of the most hardest gentlemen that I know. Everything that I do that's crazy, that's extreme, that people just don't understand, I do with this guy. He challenged me. He challenged me to be able to understand the concept of permission and what that can mean to me. <clears throat> it sounded a little heavy. <sighs> I had to breathe on it. How can I not understand what simple words mean? Yeah, my eyes are just so wide open sometimes and it just makes me realize that I have so much more to learn. Then we skip to the next day, February 5th, yesterday, compassion. What does compassion mean to you? Compassion to me always meant connection. Passion equals connection. How does it not? If you don't have connection with somebody, how can you have compassion for them? So the definition of compassion, or maybe not the definition of compassion, but something that in on-site here that they talked about in regard to compassion is it's moving towards suffering of others. Now, immediately when I heard this, before I even entertained hearing anything else, I wrote down moving towards the suffering of others, subnote, but not but not taking on that suffering personally. The second that I stop writing that, they say compassion is taking, taking on the suffering of others. So then I stop. I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. If compassion is moving towards the suffering of others and compassion is taking on the suffering of others, that seems a little heavy to me. So it makes me stop and think. And that's the best thing about taking a course like this and hearing different perspectives and different narratives because then I scribble out the words that I just don't connect with and that maybe I've now been challenged to think about and I write down, compassion is moving towards the suffering of others, subnote, but not trying to fix the suffering and personally just standing beside. Hmm. Now that feels like compassion to me. Recognizing suffering walking with suffering, but no, I do not have to take it on. Compassion is creating a safe place for somebody to talk, a safe place for somebody to be, 
I can walk through that with you. I can guard you. I can help you. I can help you, but I can't live it for you. Right? That's the one thing that I love about taking this course is it's not just in taking the words, in regurgitating them. The one thing that I've learned about taking this course is that I get to be challenged with these words, but I'm still free to think. I'm still free to think what they mean to me. One of the beneficial parts of this that I actually did take verbatim was compassion is talking about not what's wrong with you, not posing the question, what's wrong with you, but what happened to you. The fancy term that's coined for that now is trauma-informed care. Scratch that. Scratch trauma, scratch informed, scratch care. It doesn't need a coined term. Because when that idea was presented to me, uh, not what's wrong with you, but what happened to you, that just seems human. It doesn't need a fancy term. We don't need to identify with the term trauma-informed care. But I can identify with the humanity by that I need to ask somebody what happened to you. Because I know how defensive that I would get if someone said, hey, what's wrong with you? It's like, what do you mean? Listen, nothing's wrong with me. But if somebody posed a question to me of what happened to me, it's like, well, a lot of shit happened to me. I don't get defensive by what happened to me. I want to explain what happened to me. But if somebody asks what's wrong with me, I'm like, nothing's wrong. I'm strong. I got this. I immediately seen that. But the one thing I always have a problem with is that everything needs a, a term. Everything needs a phrase. But why? Why can't it just be simple? As simple as what happened to you. Easy. That's easy. I can relate to that. The one thing I realized that when they were talking about this narrative of compassion and how having compassion will mean that you will need to suffer a bit. You will need to suffer some. But I actually don't think that compassion means that I need to suffer because you're suffering. I think my compassion for you suffering connects me with what I'm suffering with. Why wouldn't it? Why wouldn't it? Right? It just, it seems like it fits. Because that's our bridge. That's how Blake is Blake. And then I can bridge that gap to you. Because I can see I have my moment. And you have your moment. No, I'm not making this about me. 
I'm giving you light to understand why I can associate with you. That seems human. It really does. I want to tell you that I suffer too. And this is how we mend that gap. This is how we bridge that gap. This is my lifeline to you from me. So compassion will mean that you're going to suffer a bit. But not that you're going to take on somebody else's suffering. But you're going to identify with your suffering to build a connection with them. And what it means past that moment, what it means past that, let's scratch that. Let's say that doesn't matter right now. Let's table that, that we'll come back to that. Because we're only talking about the bridge. How can I assimilate myself with you right now when you're telling me that you're hurting? Is I can be vulnerable with you, connect myself with my suffering so we can build a bridge on compassion for each other. Now that means a lot to me. Compassion means that our hearts get to melt a bit together. But when you have true compassion and true vulnerability for another human being, how do you let that go? You can't. This is where community then lies. Real friendships. Real relationships of any kind. Right? Because we get to walk together, side by side. Because that's the human experience. How many people in your life do you love enough that you want to take on their suffering? I pose that question in the same light that is not taking on their suffering. But when you love somebody enough to be able to take on their suffering, it means that it's going to connect you with yours. It just makes you think. It makes me take a deep, big deep breath. Because I realize as I stack these numerical years, one, two, three, five, 10, 20, 30, 37. What life really means. And a big part of what my life means to me is wholesome relationships. Compassion I realize is one of the major bridges. One of the major bridges from me to you and you to me. I hope that this, this discussion, this discussion from me to you has just given you a little bit of food for thought. Because permission and compassion to me, has given me more food for thought than I ever thought either one of them would. But I'm happy for that. 
because I know they'll make me a better Blake. And it'll allow me to be able to be a better person for everybody that I live my life with. How about you? How about you? Have a good night. Get some sleep. Get some rest.